everybody. Thank you for tuning into the podcast once again. My name is Jesse Rivera, and today we have got a brand new top five episode. It's been a while since I've done a top five episode. My life was kind of uh, turned upside down there for a minute, getting back on my feet, getting back to doing the things I love. And one of the things I love doing was these top five episodes. I've got uh, one more booked right now. I'll tell you about it right now. Um, Okay, today it is the top five Tim Burton movies got together. And this, like, we kind of did this one on the fly. I only gave them, like, two days to prepare for it. So it was, uh, it's a really good list. It's a real honest list, right? Because I think the longer you get to prepare for it, like, the more you start, like, letting other things influence, like, just what your gut tells you to pick. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, if we if I'd have given this list any more any more thought, I probably uh, would have left one of the movies off my list. Uh, now that I think about it, but I was you know, you know I was just being Jesse and I had to put that one movie on my list. But anyway, got top five Tim Burton movies. Alicia is back. Vidalia is back, and it was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, they they brought a lot different movies than what I brought and. I thought it was really interesting because it really opened my eyes to a couple of Tim Burton movies that, you know what, I kind of like, I watched one time and I was like, mm, I don't think I like that movie, but, you know, uh, some of these movies got brought up and um, everyone had a unique list. Uh, there, of course, there was some crossover because, I mean, there's three of us and there's only so many Tim Burton movies, you know, so uh, a, a little bit of crossover, but not a whole lot of crossover. And we also talked about like what were our biggest Tim Burton disappointments, you know? Because like Tim Burton, and I and I and I say this in the podcast, Tim Burton is a lot like M Night Shyamalan, where like they either knock it out of the park or they're like, what in the world did I just watch? You know what I'm saying? So uh, we also discussed our biggest Tim Burton disappointments. So without further ado. Please enjoy episode number 111 of Jesse Rivera Likes to Talk. Today, I am talking with Vidalia, I'm talking with Alicia, and we are talking top five Tim Burton movies. Hey man, while you're at it, uh, could you subscribe to the podcast? Could you write us a review? Could you recommend us to a friend? I would appreciate all of that because listenership is, you know, it's it's why we do this. You know, I want... I want to share this stuff with as much people as possible because I think the stuff is funny and I stand behind the content, okay? Anyway, I'll step down from my soapbox now. Here we go. Top five Tim Burton movies. Jesse Rivera likes to talk podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Vidalia, how the hell are you guys? Hey, hi. See <laughs> everybody, man. It's it's been it's been a minute. Uh, life got kind of crazy on me, but uh, it's kind of settled down now. So I'm back to to doing the the stuff I love to do so much. And um, thanks for joining me on short notice. And Absolutely. I I really had no idea like what I wanted to do. Um, and I don't know what made Tim Burton jump into my brain. And I was like, oh, let's do top five Tim Burton movies. And um, was it Alicia, was this a hard list to put together? Um, 
on the last, you know, the stroke of midnight kind of, but not really because I already knew what my number one was going to be. And um, it, it was kind of just a matter of filling in the last four and how to arrange them. So that was my challenge. So um, I, you know, and I'm, I've, I've always been a fan of his, not a super fan, but I always appreciate the quality of his projects. Like it sets, he sets himself apart definitely from a lot of directors in a lot of ways. So, but we can, definitely. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later or we can talk about that now or we can talk about it later. But what about, um, you know, uh, Tim Burton is one of those directors though where like, I think there's as many Tim Burton disappointments as there is like great movies uh Vidalia, would you agree do you have a do you have a biggest tim burton disappointment ed wood really Aww. ed wood is your biggest disappointment from what i've seen i haven't seen all of his work uh -huh. but i remember being so excited about that movie coming out because i love johnny depp uh -huh. you know and and i just i was just i knew it was going to be so different but johnny depp is such a, he's that kind you know he's the kind of actor who can do that kind of thing and watching it, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I just said, like, and I can't even tell you, like, a particular, like, reason why. I just, re that I remember that feeling leaving the theater, like, that's not what I expected it to be. I don't know why, but, yeah. Uh, now, refresh my memory. I didn't see it, but I know that, that one of the supporting actors won an Oscar for his work, and I can't recall the old guy's name. Walter Matthau. He was an old, yes, he was an old, really? Was it Walter Matthau? Walter Matthau? I believe it so. was somebody. So, yeah. If only we could have, we had a device where we could look that up. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing was that it, I knew it was a departure, like kind of like a different spin for him. And, um, and I never did get around to seeing it, but I had, it had such a claim attached to it. So I'm sad I didn't see it, but if it was boring or something, then that sucks. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was expecting going in. And I mean, it, it came up, Gosh, so long ago, 94. I was young. I was like 20 at the time. So I don't know. I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I know that whatever I saw was not what I was expecting. So I was like, correction, correction. It was Martin Landau. Ah, uh, Martin Landau. Yes, I saw. I was like, it didn't, I don't think it was Walter Matthau. I was Martin also Landau. confident too that it was Walter Matthau. Were those <laughs> both um, the grumpy old men? Both of them were the grumpy old men, weren't they? That movie. Walter, Walter Matthau. No. Oh shoot. No, I don't Martin, know. Martin Landau. Martin mm -hmm. Landau. Martin Landau. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. So oh, I don't know that he received an Oscar earlier yeah. in his career, but it was it was really exciting for him to receive it for that late in his life. Let's see. Well, I'm here. Um Oh, awards and nominations, 1988 Academy Award, Best Supporting Actor, Ed Wood. Wait, wait, does he have nominated award, Academy Awards category? I don't know if he was nominated or if he won, but he was nominated for Tucker, The Man in His Dreams, Crimes and Misdemeanors, and Ed Wood. Okay. Okay. My, my, my biggest my biggest uh, Tim Burton disappointment was uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, for I, sure. I was so excited about that because like I like the the Planet of the Apes movies are so freaking good and they're so freaking creepy. Because I mean, it's like 
oh man, they're so good. And I was so excited that Tim Burton was going to get, they had said that if the, if the first one did good, that they were going to give him the whole series, you know, but we saw where that went. That was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was horrible. Um, who's had more disappointing? that was on his list. Yeah. What's that? I didn't know that that was on there yeah. on his, as one of his movies. I, I wonder who has had uh, more disappointing movies, uh, Tim Burton or M. Night Shyamalan. They're, they both, they're both like, kind of like feast or famine type directors. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't well, know. I'm more of, actually, I'm a horror fan in general. So I like him as a director and his good movies um, more than I would say I'm like, gonna diss tim burton yeah i you know i don't know yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love i'm not i still I, I love signs i'll watch it anytime if it's on absolute, i'm stuck that's a, when he was on point like that's what yeah his peak was like, so good yeah. yeah and did you know that right now tim burton is working on for netflix an eight episode series of wednesday adams yes i'm so excited yeah so do, do you know who who's going to be wednesday so I don't know who she is, but you guys watch more TV than I do. But she was in a show called uh, You, uh, Jenna Ortega. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know who she played. Who played? But who she, she she's also gonna she's also gonna be in the Scream movie, the 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 2022 Scream movie. She's gonna be in that. And do you know who the parents are gonna be? Oh. I think I heard, but now I'm forgetting. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Luis Guzman. Oh, yes. Oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> I think I had yeah. heard that. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Check, check out. Here's my tribute to Luis Guzman's hair. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Luis Guzman. And then you know you're brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I can go back like that, and now I'm Benicio Del Toro. Oh, <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Um, now we got all the preliminaries out of the way. Are you ready to jump into the list? Yeah. Yes. All right. Who wants to go first? All right, Dahlia, you're looking up. Okay. I'll go first. Clean up Let's my list. Start with you. What is your number five favorite uh, Tim Burton movie? Number five. What do you got? Big Fish. Big Fish. Mm -hmm. Big yeah. Fish, like, it really tugged at the heartstrings. That's that what it was. I, it just, I connected so much on that, on this, like, just deep emotional level. And it was just so, like, heartbreaking. I don't know. I, in a way, I don't know. Um, but that was another one that at the time when I watched it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I like it. And then I remember watching it again. I haven't seen it in a long time. But, because it's from, when, 2003. So, okay. It's been a minute um but i just remember like the second time that i watched it and, and it was like a couple years later wow. and it just like it just hit me different i don't know like emotionally it hit me different maybe because i had matured some i don't know but um yeah i remember just thinking oh that's like so like sad and i don't know it's um have you seen it alicia i'm, I'm i think i did a very long time ago is this the one with you and mcgregor yes Okay, um, and it kind of jumps all over the place time-wise. Yes, it does. Okay, 
-huh. I just remember seeing it maybe the one time. It was so long yeah. ago. I don't remember what it was about. Is it what was the plot? He he. It was um the story of him and his father, and he his dad was um would tell these giant tales, you know, and he he had so much resentment, um because he kind of seen it as his dad like being like a liar, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, because he would tell these stories that just could not possibly be true. Um, and it was toward the end of his father's life. And I don't know, it's just like something about it, the, the relationship and, and, and um, it was just so sad to me. I don't know, but it, re it just really, really touched me. So I did not realize Tim Burton was behind that. I just, yeah, just that was me. the first movie I thought of, like, huh. I thought obvious you know, the obvious movies that you think of when you think of Tim Burton, that right. was the first one that I thought of was Big Fish. Yeah. Excellent. So that's fine. <laughs> All right. All right. Alicia, what do you have at number five? Um, let me find out. My, my daughter, I, my husband took our iPad to work because that's how hard he works at work. Because well, of playoffs. I don't know. I mean, he, he bought this so that he could take it and enjoy some Netflix on downtime. He used to read books and now it's like, yeah, whatever. But I went to look for my iPad today because that's where I usually put my notes so that I can like refer to them. Um, but it, it was gone today. So I'm using my daughter's. And so every time it logs, like it goes dark, then I have to like re-put in her code. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry about that. But um, I put as number five, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I, uh, we bought it on Blu-ray when it first came out on Blu-ray and um, I saw it maybe once or twice. So my recollection is very fuzzy because it came out in 2010. Uh -huh. It's like 11 years ago. And um, <laughs> I was uh, just reminded, like thinking of the clips and like the things that I would usually see um, that it had a super stellar cast, like aside from the big three, which was what my daughter called it, by the way, thank you. Shout out to my daughter, um, which is, you know, the combination of Tim Burton, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. So there's the big three involved. And then um, Anne Hathaway was in that one. And of course, Alice was Mia Wazowski and then Crispin Glover. And I've forgotten that the voice of the white rabbit was Michael Sheen and the voice of the caterpillar was Alan Rickman and the voice of the Jabberwocky was Christopher Lee. And he loves working with like Christopher Lee and um, uh, certain other core actors that he like repeatedly. And that to me speaks a lot about a director is when these actors repeatedly work with a director yeah, it says yeah. a lot about him and his style and his rapport with the actors and how much freedoms he may or may not give or how much direction he may or may not give and so um i, I that's one of the first things i like zero in on when i was pulling up his movies i'm like ah that person's been in like three movies so far that i've looked at yeah. but anyway and also um the whole film was scored by danny elfman um running theme p.s and um and then um i just really i i remember being really in awe of the the use of color in the imagery and how bright and uh, and uh colorful 
these uh, scenes were and the characters and the background and the cinematography. So um, each character had like its own kind of color wheel. And, and then it, by extension, so did their, their background. So if, if, the, if you were watching a certain uh, character on the screen, the background kind of like was intermeshed with the colors they were wearing or their hair or their, or their makeup or something like that. So that was always like really kind of a fantastical element for this movie for me. So I really enjoyed that. And then um, when I was looking up information about this particular movie, I didn't know that Anne Hathaway had been originally asked to be Alice and she turned it down. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's because she, yeah, because she felt like she kept playing that certain character in a series of movies that she had already done. Okay. So she was really happy to be, you know, given the role of the white queen. White queen. So anyway, I enjoy that movie and that's why I put it at number five. Number five. All right. Uh, my number five, We've already talked about it. Ed Wood. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard during this movie. And it, and uh, it, just like it being in black and white and like the way it was shot. Um, and it's just, Johnny Depp was just so great. It was like, it was perfect. Let's go. Like cut, that was perfect. The, oh, was like, okay. Now oh, I'm gonna have to see, I'm gonna have to see that. Cause I don't know what side of the coin I fall on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably with Jay. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ed, Ed Wood is my number five. And um, all right, that's that's my number five. All right, Medalia, what do you got at number four? Number four is the first movie that he had has um, credited that I saw um, from 1985, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's adorable. <laughs> There's, there's so much to love about this movie. Go ahead. It's the one with Large Marge. I mean, yeah, that's all yeah. you need to know. And the Alamo. So that's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> I love it. My kids love it. We all love it. Uh, it's such a good movie. I mean, I just that just took me back to my childhood. So I I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea that he had anything to do with that movie. I had no clue. Oh, wow. Um, and because I'm not, um, I'm not the kind of person that like, when I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, it's this producer and that director and that writer. Uh -huh. I don't know any of that stuff usually for any movie ever. So I was like, oh, wow, it was his movie. I just, I've always loved Pee Wee's Big Adventure and I watched it. I don't. I, I love. I love the the the. Oh, there's so many great scenes. I love um, the mu The music is so great. Uh, when he has the nightmare about his bike being. Uh, yes. The, the clowns are destroying his bike. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And of course, the yeah. There's so much. I'm sure. Yeah. That, and the girl who plays Dottie, she's so cute. She's so yeah. Had the biggest. Oh my gosh. Who is it? Who is it? Because I'm I'm blanking. Who is it? Um. Oh, is it anybody famous? Who yeah. Hold on. It's oh, it's E.G. Daily. E.G. Daily. Elizabeth Daily. E.G. Daily. Yeah. So, yep. so E.G. Daily was the the slutty friend from the movie Valley Girl who slept with her her boyfriend. Oh wow! And also, she Yay. is the voice of she's the voice of Tommy Pickles on Rugrats. Oh, okay, cute. And she came out in um, the Masked Singer, the very first uh, 
Mass Singer uh, season. Wow, she's yes. got that Rugrats money. She has. Yeah, she, you know, she has a really particular voice, huh? She it's uh -huh. a, she's a great actor for that. A voice actor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's been rolling in cash for her voice work for years. Yeah. And um, who played who played Francis in the movie? What was his name? The actor. Oh, oh I don't remember. You don't know? I don't know. I just I haven't seen it in years. In oh years. I don't know, but anyway, the relationship with Pee Wee and Francis and that it it kind of reminds me of kind of like a Jerry and Newman kind of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it is. Huh? It's like enemies. It's, it is Jerry and Newman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love that movie. All right. Alicia, what do you have? I, I think we're going to talk about Pee Wee again. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Alicia, what do you have at number four? Well, I, you know, I, I super liked Pee Wee and I, I put it on my honorable mentions. Um, but, oh. but I find like in, in a rewatch, it's so rough because it was one of her, his earlier efforts mm -hmm. um, that he did stuff far better than. You know, you know what I mean? Like it was like he got the budget so he could do a lot of more, you know, slick things with the with CGI and, and stuff like that. So um, that it's a good I mean, it holds up. It, it truly does. But like as far as his body of work, I was like, yeah, give it a nod because I did enjoy it. And I loved it, you know, when it came out, certainly seen it multiple times. But it's it's been a minute um, anyway. Uh, my number four is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that is one of the ones that we watched in a regular rotation. My girls, they were right around that. It came out in 2005. So of course we had the DVD and we'd play it in the car. And that's when I used to have a really long commute. So it was one of the ones they had on repeat. And so I know the movie by the dialogue, the audio, the, the score, stuff like that. But I don't know if I've seen it like start to finish but maybe a handful of times because I was the driver and <laughs> they were all enjoying it in the back seat. So um, anyway, also one of those projects with the big three, um, Johnny, Helena, Tim, um, Christopher Lee was, uh, he played his father. So um, uh, he's in it again. And then of course, Freddie Highmore was uh, Charlie. And can I give a shout out to Deep Roy, if y'all know Deep Roy, oh. he was one of his go-to actors as well. Um, Deep Roy was the Oompa Loompa. Oh, okay. So he's an Indian actor who is um, a short, a little person. Mm -hmm. And um, he worked twice as hard as any actor on this film because he literally was shot doing the same action in multiple angles. So they didn't just CGI him here and there. Like he, he literally worked so hard on this movie that uh, Tim uh, gave him an extra million dollars for working as hard as he did. Wow. An extra million? Yeah, on wow. top of whatever he was getting paid, yeah. And so um, also wanted to give a shout out to the um, efforts by Danny Elfman because he was of course um, in charge of uh, composing all the score and, and the musical numbers um, to the point that it's actually kind of its own character you know, in that, in this particular movie. Um, and then I like this one because the singing voice of the Oompa Loompas is also Danny Elfman. And um, I don't know, I just, I like this because it was different from the one in the seventies in a lot of ways. And I think Johnny Depp was um, interviewed several times and he just said, you know, we weren't trying to remake that movie. 
we were trying to do um, an adaptation of the novel. So it's not going to be like the other movie. It's it's yeah. its own separate adaptation mm -hmm. of this novel. And um, what I found intriguing too was uh, the fact that he had his dad in it. Christopher uh, Lee played uh, his father, and he was a dentist or a orthodontist. And so he had all these like traumatic flashbacks to having this like headgear and like this crazy braces situation. And um, it wasn't really based on anything that was in the novel. It was actually Tim Burton's own childhood recollection of having had braces. So he had inserted that like personal detail about his own childhood into this movie. And then um, I really liked the ending so much better than the original ending or the original or the ending of the prior movie. So, you know, where they show how he spent the money and how he like injected it into the community and stuff like that. So it was a better ending than just flying off in a glass elevator. Well, that's how the book ended. Yeah, yeah. right. I have such a um, visceral reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um for the longest time I refused to even watch it and then I only ever watched it because my kids watched it I was really upset at them for bringing that into my house oh my gosh um, I have I am so I mean Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is probably my favorite childhood movie or tied with Annie um mm -hmm. my entire life so I the fact that somebody dared to remake it and then <laughs> It was a Tim Burton kind of thing that was remade and and then Johnny Depp and the thing with his teeth it was gross and I just I just could not I just wow. I could not it was a lot of that imagery and you know they also yeah. they 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 freaking trained 40 squirrels they trained squirrels to sit there and open the nuts and empty them onto like a conveyor belt or whatever the situation was and then in other scenes they like CGI'd them running here and there but for the most part when they would close up on a squirrel, it was a freaking squirrel doing that because it was trained to do that. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting things about the way that they were able to use, uh, um, what do you call it, technology to, to make this something a little more fantastic, a little more crazy, a little more like some of the scenes are dark, dark, and some of them are bright and wild. So. I don't know. I thought it was interesting and I enjoyed it. All right. All right. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. not Willy Wonka. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused. Okay. Uh, my number four is uh, Batman. Uh, oh. It's just so like dark and gothic and Gotham. I mean, it's, 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 it's still great. It's still great. Like, because it's so simple. Like, uh, like if you watch it now, like, like it's like it's so like the sets and all that, like they're so simple. Like it's real, real comic booky, you know. Like comic mm -hmm. book movies have just gone off the rails. Off the rails. The last five years, maybe the last ten years, and to think that like this is one of the ones that like started the whole like comic book movie thing. Um, it, it used to be so simple, you know. Um, a great director, some great imagery, and. Um, I don't know. I just, I just really, again, the score, uh, Danny Elfman. I mean, what? You know, do you think we would love Tim Burton as much if him and Danny Elfman like hadn't have been like? Wait a minute. Rewind. He did the score. It wasn't Prince. 
Well, Prince did like the 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 song, right? But the score, like the score. Yeah. Okay. That's Mary Elfman. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah, I have the I have the soundtrack. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, now you're making me double check. I mean, I'm thinking they okay, worked you're, together. You're talking about the Batman 1989 Keaton, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the only Batman. Okay. Okay. He did list of compositions. List of compositions by Danny film scores, the eighties. Oh my gosh, he starts. Peter I think he Jesus. might have. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Midnight. Oh, you're yeah, Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, I thought you. Whoo, you almost got me there. Yeah. Because anyway, I wasn't sure. Uh -huh. I, wasn't I wasn't sure. sure. Yeah. You made me unsure. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm uh, here for that. Batman <laughs> is my number four. All I right, love making on. people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dahlia, what do you got at number three? Edward Scissorhands. Ooh. How could you not love Edward Scissorhands? It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's so colorful. It's like that neighborhood. I I just rewatched it the other day, and um, that neighborhood just blows me away. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, I want to live in that neighborhood. Um, and is that where where Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder met? Is that where they met? I don't know if that's where they met, but um, perhaps a long yeah. time ago. So yeah, 1990. Um, but you know, I was I was checking like the like the in terms of credits because again, I'm not this person. Um, he's like director, 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 producer, director, director, director on most of his stuff. On Edward Scissorhands, he was director, producer, and writer. He mm. wrote the story. So he he was really, really, really involved yeah. <laughs> in like every step of that movie. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't know. It's so sweet. I didn't see it for a really, really long time. It wasn't until much later because it came out in 1990. I didn't see it until well into the 2000s, I'm sure. Like I didn't see it for a really, really long time because I just, at the time I didn't go to movie theaters. At 1990, I was still in high school. I was living in Lamont without a car. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it in the movie theater, but, um, and then I just kind of was kind of indignant about it. You know, I was like, well, I didn't get to see it and I'm just not gonna see it. because. Why, why even should I? And then I did, and then I loved it. So yeah. it's so good. It's so good. I watched it. I watched it just the other day, and I still love it. Aww. All right, Alicia, what do you have at number three? Oh, okay. So going with what Vidalia was saying, like he's listed as producer, director, writer in multiple projects, but I didn't realize that on this particular project, he did not direct it. Ah. he was a, only a producer. So, okay. um, and um, I mean, maybe he had something to do with the writing, but it just really like, like shouted out to me, wow. Like I had no idea that he did not direct this piece. I, and all my life I thought he had, but it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm, I knew yeah, you were gonna see that. <laughs> yeah, I was just really shocked. Yeah. I was like, seriously? I thought my entire life he directed it. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so yeah, Chris Sarandon uh, did the speaking voice of Jack. And then of course, Danny Elfman did the singing voice. And my daughter had not realized that the, um, the voice of Sally was in fact, Moira Rose, Catherine O'Hara, 
And she was very shocked to find that out. And I was like, I'm shocked that you didn't know that. <laughs> like, sorry, shock in reverse. But um, yeah, and then um, of course, Danny Elfman did all the music, of course. Um, but what I found interesting as a piece of trivia was that the voice of Santa Claus um, was supposed to be Vincent Price. And he, uh, he became ill. Um, I think his wife died and then he became ill right before they were gonna like start recording. So then they had to hire another actor, uh, kind of uh, not in a, like a character actor. He did like old man here over there, old man over in this movie or whatever. Um, but he, um, his voice sounded so frail and, um, and weak that they, they, they couldn't use any of the stuff that he provided. So um, they gave it to somebody else. And then um, right before the, the release in the US, he passed away. So I thought that was crazy um, that all of that kind of coincided. But um, anyway, I, everybody you know, has affection for this movie. Obviously mm -hmm. it's a classic and um, like my daughter said, you can play it twice a year because it applies. You can play it for Halloween, you'll play it for Christmas. Um, but uh, my kids, you know, they sing all the songs and, and it's just it's just kind of always around us. Yeah, so all is it a songs. Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Um, it is both. <laughs> it is both. It so, was just um, the other day in my house. We were just watching it like three yeah. days ago. Yeah. yeah. So I had a usher in October with, of course, I had to be a snob. And I was like, I was telling my daughter, we were going through his, his um, IMDb. And I was like, I'm only using the ones he directed. Stop <laughs> it. You know? And then I was like, oh, I can't believe he didn't direct that. You can't leave it off. Yeah, he's synonymous with it though. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's my number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, I, I love it. I could watch it over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, so many, so many, so much repeatable stuff. And I, I think it's one of those movies that like we probably quote on the daily and we don't even realize that we're quoting it, you know. Um, but I love it. Uh, just the boy on his bike, you know. Um, well, yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. Okay, uh, we've talked about it plenty. Uh, Vidalia, what do you have at number two? Number two, I have Batman. 1989, Keaton, okay. Nixon, DeVito, the only Batman that matters. Was in the next one. She's he was in the next one. Yeah, okay. he was in the next one. It's the only Batman that matters. The casting is, I think the, the for me, casting in a movie, um, that is, that movie is an example of like some of the best casting I've ever seen in a movie. Uh -huh. For me, Batman, Keaton as Batman was, I know was probably unexpected at the time, but he, right? And Nicholson as Joker. And I know everybody's like, you know, Heath Ledger or whatever, I'm great, whatever. But to me, like I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, yes, he captures that, that yeah, uh, yeah. spirit, you know? And I just, I don't know, I just love, 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 loved that movie. And I love the casting and I could watch that, like. Well, you know, the whole thing with like Keaton as Batman, um, like the comics, the comic book purists, um, they stand behind Keaton as Batman because like in the comics, like Batman was like, he was a scrawny dude. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't, 
powerful until he put the suit on. Right. So that this small guy, Michael Keaton, you know, kind of nerdy, you know, like it, it, it makes sense. It like, you know, yeah, yeah. Until he puts the suit on, then he's the Batman, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> the, the Prince soundtrack and the Danny Elfman score are both equally like yes. great. Love it. Yeah. And that, that Prince got involved was kind of, didn't, didn't that blow your mind that Prince got involved with that? Um, I had never, well, he had, he had only done the music for his own movies, right? Yeah. Up until then. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really unexpected. I remember buying the soundtrack and I was like, oh man, I love this. I love this. I like, like, I loved everything about it. I don't know. I just loved everything about it. And I said DeVito, but now I'm getting confused. But anyway. Yeah. That was the second one. He was the penguin in the second one. The yeah. penguin. Um, the penguin, yeah. But they meshed together so well. That was a really good casting uh, decision, too. That's why I always thought about that. That was a really good casting decision. Yeah. He's great as the penguin. But yeah. anyway, back to Batman with um, Nicholson. Okay. And Keaton. Right. Favorite, favorite. Alicia, what do you got at your number two? Um, I also have Batman, so it made number two for me because um, it was so um, groundbreaking at the time. And like you said, like for comic book movies to be represented on that level and to be given this huge budget for a director to be able to do all the things that Tim Burton was able to accomplish and then um, for it to be shot in the way that it was shot and the decisions that he made with um, the settings and the cinematography and the, the darkness of some of it and, um, and just be able to, to connect with the audience on those terms beyond you know, the performances of the actors. He was able to like kind of infiltrate your, your psyche and, and make you feel like you were, you know, in this demented cloud of shrewdness, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like it was pretty impressive at the time. And he, like I said, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, love it, you know, and like stuff. But then I feel like at bat, when it came to Batman, that's when Tim Burton's like the level at which he was performing as a director was, was ramping up. So that was like, here we go. Uh, uh, uh. And then he got to like, to, to do whatever in the hell he wanted to do. Yeah. After that, like studios gave him like free reign because that movie probably made so much money for them uh, that hand over fist, they were probably like, oh, Tim Burton, here you go. Here's a project, whatever, you know? But I mean, I feel like that, that was his sh like big shot on like, you know, a total blockbuster level. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, and then it was like when you heard that it was coming out, so many people, it was highly anticipated and so many people flocked to the movies to see it. Mm -hmm. I know I was one of them, you know, and mm -hmm. you guys probably were too, but it was yeah. like, it was, it had to be up there in my top three. And so I just had to figure where to put it. But anyway, that's and my- That was, that was the one where the, the licensing, right? Or like all the merchandising and stuff, like just was just crazy. Wasn't it the, 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 oval with the uh, yellow bat on the inside. That was the first mm -hmm. thing that was used, I think, as like the insignia for Batman. Cause I remember that being like everywhere. Yeah, it went nuts. Christmas was like, it was like Batman everywhere. It was like a different, now it's the norm, 
for comic book stuff to be like that, like you see it everywhere. But I feel like at the time that wasn't that wasn't normal. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So that was really different. All right. Okay. Uh, are we at my number two? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my number two is Edward Scissorhands. Um, we talked about it already. Um, I love it so much. Um, just so much great stuff in it. And um, I don't know. We've talked about it plenty. I don't want to talk about it any more than we need to, but it's 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 absolutely one of my favorites. Um, you want to do, uh, Alicia, did you have some honorable mentions? Um, uh, the only one that hasn't already been um, mentioned was Beetlejuice. And, and I've seen it so many times and it's fine, but um, I couldn't put it in my top five just for personal reasons. I was like, oh, eh, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I enjoy it when I see it. I don't not like it. But um, I also had, you know, Pee Wee and Bat, and um, I put Batman on there for some reason. Um, Edward Scissorhands and, and Edward. Mm -hmm. All right. Would Dahlia, you got any honorable mentions? Um, Beetlejuice and um, Corpse Bride. Oh, the Corpse Bride. Yeah. That was a really good one. It's kind of dark. Mm -hmm. Well, Burton. Well, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I have like Batman Returns, uh, Beetlejuice, like uh, you know, all that stuff. Let me uh, let's let's see what if uh, some folks commented on uh, on uh, Facebook and um, so Celeste, uh, Corpse Bride or Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Dana Bryant, friend of the podcast, um, also a cast member of Telenovela. Uh, she says, "Oh, that's hard. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Alice in Wonderland fan generally, and I loved his version of that. Edward Scissorhands and Big Fish are also movies I love." Um, and then I asked her what was her biggest Tim Burton disappointment, and she said, "For her, it's uh, Dark Shadows." Uh, Marco Cabote, who's been on the podcast before, uh, he was with uh, Sarah. And myself, and we did a top uh, hair metal bands. Uh, Marco right. says Beetlejuice. Uh, Cindy Aguirre says Big Fish with three heart emojis. Uh, Drew Kimsey, uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, James Cope, who we always disagree, uh, says Ed Wood. So I finally agree with something <laughs> uh, James Cope has to say. Well, now uh, I disagree with him. I disagree with him. <laughs> uh, he, he's always, every movie he sees, he hates it. He, he's hilarious. Um, and I think that's all we have uh, from the uh, from the social medias. Uh, okay. Number ones. Vidalia, what do you have? Come on. Don't worry, guys, me. Do we have to say it? Say it. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not we're not we're not doing the asterisk that it's not directed by him i mean i get it i get it yeah but and i'm sure you know there'll be purists saying that well you know but it's hard we get to say whatever we want there's no rules yeah <laughs> you don't you don't have nightmare before christmas without tim burton you just don't and yeah. i mean if you did it wouldn't be what it is you i know, don't know we went and saw that movie opening weekend and there was nobody in the theater. We saw it. We're the only two people in the theater, and uh, oh. it didn't. It didn't do good theatrically. It blew up like 
afterwards, like mm -hmm. uh, like on uh, video cassette, you know? Yeah. Again, control, like following. I remember watching it um, when it came out in the movie theater and I was like, oh my God, I love it. And the music and there's the story and, you know, just, oh, just everything I love. And it, it looks so, it looked so different from anything I had ever seen before. It looked different, you know, and, yeah. and the characters and, and the, just the whole idea, the whole concept of it. So I just, um, I've always, always loved that yeah. film. Uh, um, the, the scene where he's walking up the stairs still blows my mind, like how visually beautiful that is. And- So uh, beautiful. I, I still, uh, uh, a friend of mine, she, uh, her, her dog is named, I don't know how many people I've run across who have a dog named Zero. You know, um, I I love uh, quoting. Well, they're shooting at us. They're not throwing fireworks. I was like, he says they they they're they're no, they're shooting at us. Um, I, that movie never gets old. Um, never I, ever. Yeah, I watched it hundreds and hundreds of times. You um, should look and see and see online like how many um, different seconds it took to film a particular scene like oh it, it was insane. like something insane like i've seen like little like documentaries about it and uh -huh. like they would just have to move it every, uh, no it's ridiculous yeah. uh-huh yeah. it took forever to make yeah yeah uh alicia what's your number one because you you got nightmare in the middle mm -hmm. what's, what's your number one big fish um it is a family favorite corpse Bride bitches. Bride. Yes. Bride bitches. Yes. Bride bitches. All right. Sorry, I, won't, I won't forget that now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You got the big three again Johnny, Helen, and Tim. But yeah. also Emily Watson and um, Albert Finney, Tracy Ullman, and um, Joanna Lumley, who, if you're not familiar, she's one half of Absolutely Fabulous. So, um, and Christopher Lee, of course, um, is the pastor. And then our boy, Deep Roy, is um, the sheriff, the, sh the short little like sheriff guy, in, uh -huh. in, like the ghost, the underworld. Um, anyways, we, I enjoy it so much. It has such a great plot. And um, the fact that he was like this nervous, uh, screwing up rehearsals um you know and their their marriage was arranged and so he goes and he puts the ring on her not knowing it's her finger he just thinks it's a twig and then he marries her and she drags him down into the underworld and trying to get back to his bride and whatever um and then the, the twist at the end where you know she's obviously connected to the villain um it's been out for a thousand years, so I feel like I'm not spoiling anything. Not but either. anyway, so he um, he actually dumped her and, and and killed her once she gave him his uh, dowry, I guess you could say, you know, the jewels and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so then he killed her and then um, she finally confronts him and says it was you or whatever. And so that's super cool for um, like and kind of like, I don't know if it's like progressive or it's not like something that you would see in a child's movie to be like that deep and that heavy but um my girls obviously they didn't understand the um the intricacies of the of the script when they were younger but now looking back as adults they were like "Ooh, wow that guy was pretty he was a you know 
a creep and you know they're able to appreciate it on a different level with their maturity level um anyway and then of course danny elfman music and who can forget you know uh the song that he sang in the underworld um la, 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 about um you know the whole story of the corpse sprite and um it, it to us to my family and stuff we quote that movie right and left all the time and i mean my husband will be pouring me a glass of wine and i'll hand it to me he's like your cup will never runneth over and he's like <laughs> handing me a glass of wine or something but like it's just that's what we love here at the house i don't know i mean it is dark and and like but the, it's still such a dark sense of humor was injected into the script that it's still so funny for us. And um, in fact, my son and my daughter, they play a game out in our pool where she's pull or he's pulling her foot and, and saying hopscotch. And it's just it's yeah, it's everything. So anyway, that's my favorite Corpse Bride. All right, Corpse Bride. Um, yes. My number one is Nightmare Before Christmas. What are we gonna say about that? We haven't already. Okay, this is going. To be, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Um, yes, is that your favorite movie? Like period. Period. No, I don't think so. No, I don't know. It always reminds me of you. So maybe I just know that you love it like a whole lot. I, I do love it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know what my favorite movie is. It, it really depends on the mood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, okay, so movies that got repeated were like uh, Pee Wee, um, Edward Scissorhands, um, Batman, Nightmare. Uh, what else? Uh, did Big Fish get repeated? No. Pee-wee? No. Uh, did Alice in Wonderland get repeated? No. No? no. I'm surprised, uh, but no. Uh, okay, so... What? Okay, so Pee-wee, Ed Wood, Batman, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, what's getting left out then is like... Um, uh, Big Fish, Alice in Wonderland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, uh, Ed Wood. Uh, <laughs> I need to see it. I'm telling you, this is a controversy. Um, okay, so Alicia, uh, you got kind of like the the weirdest list of all of. Well, it's, it's more different than than Vidalia's in mind. Um, so I think, Vidalia, let's let Alicia fight for one of her movies here. Okay, so here's what I'm noticing is that my children are of a certain age and Vidalia's children are much younger. So I, I was exposed to the, the whimsical childhood Tim Burton movies an awful lot and very frequently. And, and her kids were not there yet. Maybe they weren't even born yet, I don't know. But they, um, they certainly reflect a certain period of mm. my life. Mm -hmm. um and my exposure and my and you know hence my children's exposure to these tim burton films so i didn't i wasn't watching big fish because i was probably up to my elbows and diapers you know or like oh, i wasn't watching um whatever the other one was what did you say 
Uh, I, I mean, mean Edward Scissorhands, I just feel like was really old to me. And I know I, I, I liked it when I saw it, but I'm, I remember what you're saying, Jesse, about how vividly the houses were painted. Yeah. And that reminds me a lot of like the cat in the hat um, and how vividly that, that whole, like it has to be depicted in a cartoon-like way. Uh-huh. Um, but I, that's, that's really all I recall from it. And I just remember how much I hated Winona Ryder in blonde hair and his makeup was so over the top. I don't know. It was just like, oh, it's whatever. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't need to see it again, you know, whatever. But um, I will say that I thought on a rewatch, and if you've never seen it, Corpse Bride is written so well and so cleverly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, double entendres and that parents will get. And I always, I'm a sucker for those kind of movies because if the parents like it for other funny reasons that the kids don't understand, I'm on board. But so that would be the one I would fight for because it was so, um, I don't know. It's just so, and, and like it was right after he had done Nightmare Before Christmas in terms of stop motion uh, animation mm-hmm. and that it just got better. And they were able to like, like, add in some CGI with the bigger budgets that they had available to Tim Burton because of his other projects that I just think it's it's really well done. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I just enjoyed because it was fun. And then Alice in Wonderland, yeah, pure imagery. It, it was, it's just pretty to watch. It's really beautiful. Um, so I don't know, I'm my top three, again, you know, my Nightmare Before Christmas, Batman and Corpse Bride are still my top three. I had Corpse Bride on my also ran, also right. runs, um, also because and it's like a Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like visually stunning. Mm-hmm. That movie, it I agree. really is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Like I, I didn't watch it to the extent that you did. I, I mean, I think I probably watched it once. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't know about the 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 lines it's- and the jokes and whatever. But that's one that I could go back and rewatch and and like be on the lookout and I think it's like it's really great because like the at the level where the the humans are it's like it's a dark and somber colors and like and like England it's rainy and like all that stuff and then when you go into the underworld it's like like cocoa freaking Mm -hmm. beautiful colors and like yeah yeah popping out at you yeah so um um in terms of the animation that was really really what what hooks you but anyway so that would be the one that I would want to have Okay. Well, let's put let's put Corpse Bride at number five. Okay. Is that fair? Okay. I'm okay with that. Um. Okay. So then we have left um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Edward Scissorhands, and Batman. Um, is Nightmare Before Christmas number one? You guys both had it at number one, so I think by yeah. default. Okay. So I then. Yes. Okay. So then. We have Pee Wee, Edward Scissorhands, and Batman fighting for two, three, and four. So I, I feel like Batman has to be number three because of how it's ranked. But also, I have to interject that um, that I feel like in terms of his body of work, uh, I would put it above Nightmare. Or you know, on my list, it was ab- above Nightmare. But um, Batman has to be in the top three. I think Batman I would, should be number two. I think so too. Yeah. I agree with that. I think Batman should be number two. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then 
And then Edward Scissorhands number three, and then number Pee Wee number four. Yeah. All right, that was kind Wait, of. Wait, which one's which one's number four, Pee Wee? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you guys feel about uh, Lindsay Monday, friend of the podcast and also telenovela cast member, um, said that um, I can't stand Tim Burton, but I, but she said I love Sweeney Todd. But that's because of my musical theater heart. What do you guys think about Sweeney Todd? Oh, I never saw it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I never saw it because that was I so saw, dark. I saw it once and it was a musical. And I was like, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I, like, I don't even remember if I've seen it or not. I feel like I think that I did, but I do not remember it at all. Okay. I was like I into freaking like Hannah Montana, Disney Channel. Like I couldn't even see straight. Yeah, that was not in my wheelhouse. I realized yeah. that it was out there and it might not be like the right year, but I for sure was not interested in seeing it because I knew it was like about what it was like the, isn't he like a murderer or something? Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I, yeah. He's like a murdering barber. Like yeah, something. so yeah. I was like, hmm, maybe yeah. not now. <laughs> I, I just wanted to give Lindsay a shout out. She's, she's hilarious. That's cool, she but I can't believe like she said I hate Tim Burton. I was like, what? yeah, yeah. I was I, I almost Harsh. kicked out of telenovela. She almost got kicked out of telenovela for that. Um, but, Who hates um, Tim Burton? I mean, Tim Burton does his thing. It's not like anybody else, but you don't yeah, have to hate no. him for it. Oh my Lindsay, gosh. Lindsay Monday hates him. She, <laughs> right, a, she has a our, price on his head. <laughs> we, we have our list. Uh, number five, The Corpse Bride. Number four, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Number three, Edward Scissorhands. Number two, Batman. And number one, not directed by, but produced by, and concept. Um, not to be clear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Bobby, you want to say bye? <gasps> Hello, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> she was taking a nap. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. That was fun.